0: we Welcome to LOL Sports. I am your host, Liam Smith. And this week, I thought we would talk about the Olympics. Since we are midway into the Olympic season, we had the Euros not so long ago, now we're into the Olympics. It's an exciting summer for certain. So, this episode will be all about the Olympics. So, I'm going to start off... With a little bit of um a little bit of um a background and some facts about the Olympics to start with. And then we'll go into our first break and then when we come back from our break I'll go into um the local sporting well not not local, the um recent sporting news, might do a little bit of transfer news and then to finish off with um I'll then go into the final part of the show where we'll we'll be looking at um this year's uh olympics the 2021 olympics they normally held every four years it should have been 2020 but with coronavirus it got postponed by a year um but yeah no we'll have a look at how everybody's getting on in the olympics this year how great britain are doing and yeah basically we'll have a little quick run over of the medals so far and any big news from the olympics so far So we'll start off, as I said, um, with a little bit of a summary of the Olympics and the history of the Olympics and some facts. So, the Summer Olympics, or Olympic Games, um, or also known as the Games of the Olympiad, are held every four years. The first modern Games was held in 1896 in Athens, in Greece. However, records show that the first Olympic Games took place in 776 BC in Olympia. Um, Now, in 393 AD, the Olympic Games were cancelled and didn't start up again for over 1,500 years. Hence, 1896, being um, the first Olympic Games of the modern era. Um, so the modern games are based on Olympic Games of Ancient Greece which were held in honour of the Greek god Zeus the prize back then for the winners um, was an olive branch wreath there wasn't any medals like there are today the competition would last up to six months long and it included games such as wrestling, boxing, long jump Javelin, discus, and chariot racing, to mention a few. But in, like I say, back then, um, it was it was done every four years, and it was um, it was kind of like honor to the gods, honor to the god Zeus. And um, unfortunately, it ended in three hundred and ninety-three AD. They were cancelled due to the Roman ruler Emperor Theodosius. Yeah, Emperor Theodosius. He considered the Games nothing more than a pagan festival, which had no place in his Christian country. The Olympics were gone until 1894, when a man named Baron Pierre de Coubertin started a revival of the Games, which he called the Modern Olympics. A torch tribute to the ancient Games, during which... uh, the torch tribute to the ancient games um happens um every every Olympics and during which a flame burned throughout the games as a tribute to the goddess Hestia. Um see so yeah basically back then, before we had the torch relays, back in the ancient times, um it was like um a torch tribute to the ancient um um, it was like a flame that actually burned. I think it was on an altar, and a f- flame burned throughout the games as a tribute to the goddess Hestia. Now, since 1928, this tradition has continued. It got brought back for the modern Olympic Games, and this tradition has continued. But instead of an altar, the flame burns in a special torch. Now, it's um, it's it's originally lit each each Olympic Games, um. In Olympia, Greece, uh, lit by the sun. And then it's passed from torch to torch in a relay um, around the country um, or throughout through the countries to the um, horse city. You'll see that a lot of countries that are horsing Olympics will actually have the torch go around their whole country and have um, like um, guests of honour, um, people who are honoured to um, carry it. So people might have done some... Fantastic things in the community, celebrities, things like that. Um, And they will help carry the torch, uh, and and they see that as a mark of honour. The first modern summer games had only 14 participating countries. Of these countries, 11 were European countries, and they joined up with Australia, Chile, and the USA, at the very first horse city of Athens. However, nowadays, there are more than 200 countries competing each year. The Olympic rings were produced in 1913. Now, the five rings were symbolizing the five continents, or five areas, Asia, Africa, Australia, Europe, and even though they are two continents, they combine them together, so North America and South America get combined as the Americas. Um... So even though the six continents being uh, rep- uh, represented, they put it as five rings because that's how the symbol looks with the five rings. Uh, I think it looks better with the five rings than the six anyway. And not just that, they combine the two American continents together and call it the Americas. So that is why there's five rings, five five continents or five regions. Um, the colors and the white backdrop represent colors. Found on all participating nations' flags. So there's one for you. Uh, in fact, that's quite quite extraordinary when you think about it. That the fact that there's only five colours on the rings plus the white backdrop. That is um, that is all the colours found in all the nas- uh, national flags that are participating. The overlap of the rings represent international cooperation and the coming together of athletes from all over the world. Some of the events over the years have featured things like motorboat sailing, hot air ballooning and tug of war. These all used to be Olympic sports. Over time though, different sports and events are voted into the Games. Some disappear, then return, and disappear and return. A bit like golf or rugby. Others, like running deer shooting or dueling pistols, t- t- tend to go out of fashion forever, as they, as they have So, this year, the games are being held in Japan, Tokyo, to be exact. The whole city is Tokyo. And four new sports are going to be making their debut at the Tokyo 2020 Games. Skateboarding, surfing, sport climbing, and karate. Now, from 1921 to 1948... Artists also participated in the Olympics too. In these games, painters, sculptors, architects, writers, and musicians all took part. They competed for medals by creating works of art. And they often celebrated the sport and successes of the other, other events and sport, sport and activities. Um, these days, um, obviously since 1948... Um, uh, artists don't really perfor- haven't really performed in the game since however you do see that um artwork and um, musical pieces and that a lot are are sometimes um made in honor of that that country games or that city's games for that year so you'll see different pieces of artwork maybe done for certain games but yeah they don't actually compete now in these games um in terms of the medals, until 1912, gold medals were solid gold. However, these days, um, due to the fact that mainly that there's um, so many medals to be given out, so many countries participating, in so many events these days, um, you, you won't be able to afford. You, you won't be able to find enough gold, mate, probably to make all these medals. So therefore. Um, the medals these days are now just courted medals. They have six grams of uh, six grams of gold courting the medal. Um I think it's about like 80% silver in the silver medals, and I'm not sure about the bronze. Um But yeah, so the gold medals aren't fully gold medals anymore, they're just gold courted. The first Olympic champion was USA's James B. Connolly in eighteen ninety-six when he, when he won the Hop, Step and Jump event. Horse cities design the medals for each games In the opening ceremony, um, the possessions are led by the Greeks and ends with the horse nation. All other participants um, go in alphabetical order. Then during the course of the games, when the um, when the medals are presented, the medals are in the design that the whole city has decided upon. So I know that in Japan this year, apparently, um, a lot of the medals, the metal on the inside, has been created from like electronical um, equipment that's been given up or handed down or passed on, and the metals being melted down and made into the medals, and then it's coated with the gold, obviously. But yeah, I, I can't remember what the reason for that is. Um, I remember reading about it. I should have, should have actually made a note on that one before uh, this podcast. But yeah, so it's just just a few of the um, little facts there for you guys. Give you a little bit of an insight into the Olympics. And now we are going to go for a short break. When we come back, I will give you the latest sporting news. So see you shortly. <laughs> Okay, well, welcome back, everybody. And this part of the show is where I'll quickly go over the sporting news. Now, obviously, the Olympics are going on. So, and in the final part of the show, I will be covering all the latest in the Olympics. So a lot of the news is actually Olympics-based because there's a lot of the sports stars from around the world actually competing in the Olympics, like your tennis and your golf. So um, I'll start off with the... um, we'll start off with the british lions a uh, british and irish lions sorry um versus the south africa test match um now they um they've played two tests so far um the lions came out victorious in the first one 22-17 however south africa came out um victorious 27 to 9 in the second test so it's going into the final uh, third and final test at one apiece couple of news um, stories cropped up on this one. So, um, Kyle Sinclair is to be hit with a 12-week ban after allegedly biting Franco Mostert. Um, biting his arm, anyway. So, he's been cited and if um, his cited, citation is um, carried forward, then he will face a 12-week ban. Um, also, um, in the news as well with this one, is Stuart Hogg. Um, he denies biting William LaRue. There is claims that um, Stuart Hogg bi- um, was biting William LaRue. Um, nothing has come of this of yet, and Stuart Hogg denies it. Um, so, yeah. So, that's the news in terms of the British and Irish Lions versus the South, Af- South Africa um rugby rugby test series, and yeah, so at the moment it's one apiece. Like I say they're going into the third test. I think that's this weekend coming. Um, so yeah, no, it should be an interesting one. So, elsewhere, um, we've got the boxing. So in boxing, Lee Wood beat Zhu Kan. to become the WBA featherweight champion via a stoppage, and. Also, Johnny Rice earned a shot KO victory on Michael Coffey in the heavyweight division. The undefeated Coffey um, was on the receiving end of a shot KO um, after being undefeated so far and was looking in a good position to start working his way up to um, a title fight. But this will have put a slight um, slight speed bump in his, um, in, his, um, in his tracks. So, yeah, so that's pretty much... Um, pretty much the sporting news in terms of sports out there um we've then got the formula one so next um was the hungarian grand prix and esteban Orkan became an f1 race winner for the first time after valtteri bottas caused chaos at the start of the hungarian grand prix now bottas at first um was very late to break or I'm not sure exactly what he was doing but he he went into the back of Lando Norris who then went across and um knocked into Max Verstappen and they both ended up on the side um damaged to cars and yeah from there on it just it was chaos there was cars crashing to everybody Bottas after hitting um Lando Norris he then went on to um he then went on to hit Sergio Perez as well. So he careered into Norris who then careered into Verstappen and then Bottas then careered into Sergio Perez and took him out too. Quite a lot of cars were then caught um, caught in the um, incident and took damage. And there was a lot of um, damage to the track as well um, in terms of shrapnel, not damage to the track, um, shrapnel over the track. So the race had to be restarted, which was highly... Um, intriguing really when you think about um, what I'm about to tell you next um, I've never seen this before um, I'm not saying it's never happened before but I've never seen this before but yeah it was um, a phenomenal scene where Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton was the only car on the track at the restart all the other cars pitted and changed to the um, change to the dry tyres Hamilton decided to stay out and, and um, uh, on the intermediates. So, Hamilton restarted the race alone. All the pack pitted for the dry tyres. They came out behind. um, But because Hamilton was nowhere near as quick on the intermediates, because the track dried up, the weather wasn't as bad, um, the cars were starting to gain on him. He then took the pits, came out at the back of the grid, so he's gone from first to the back of the grid and then from the back of the grid he's managed to climb back up to third place in the race. So Esteban Ocon won. Um the 24-year-old Ocon held off Sebastian Vettel for the majority of the race. Vettel was pretty much um right on his tail had DRS most of the race, uh, which is usually when you've got cl- close enough to the car To be able to overtake him. But unfortunately um, for Vettel, Ocon drove a brilliant race and managed to hold on and hold his position and keep hold of that first place victory. Hamilton with a fantastic recovery from the back of the grid got all the way back to third. And to finish off, um, Verstappen who is um, competing with Hamilton at the top of the championship table. He came in at 10th unfortunately um, for Max Verstappen. Um, it was a it was a strange strange start to a race, plenty of chaos. If you've not seen it, I suggest suggest you go watch a clip of it or I might even try and find a clip and put it out there for you on my Twitter feed. Um, so yeah, no, it was definitely one worth watching. So that pretty much covers um, a, any of the sport news out there that isn't Olympics based. Now we will look at going into the um, transfer news. Um, as I have been doing in recent news articles. Um, So, as it stands, um, I am two weeks behind because we did a wrestling special and didn't cover any sporting news last week. So, this is all the transfer news, or the main transfer news so far. So, Olivier Giroud has departed and gone from Chelsea to Milan. Um, for an undisclosed fee. Uh, Mark Gwehi has gone from Chelsea to Palace. Crystal Palace. For an undisclosed fee. Forde Balotore has gone from Monaco to AC Milan. For an undisclosed fee. Albert Sambi Lokonga has gone from Andelect to Arsenal. For £15 million. Dion Sanderson has gone from Wolves to Birmingham on loan. Andros Townsend has gone from Crystal Palace to Everton. On a free transfer. Asmir Begovic has gone from Bournemouth to Everton on a free transfer. So then moving on, we then have Frank Onyeka, who's moved from FC Mitterland to Brentford for an undisclosed fee. We've got Wayne Hennessy who's gone to Crystal Palace. Gone from Crystal Palace, sorry, to Burnley on a free transfer. We've got Scott Carson, who's gone from Derby to Manchester City on a free transfer. We've got Mark Grujic, who's gone from Liverpool to Porto for an undisclosed fee. We've got Tyro Awanai, who's gone from Liverpool to Union Berlin for an undisclosed fee. We've got Christopher Ager, who's gone from the Norwegian, sorry, no, the Danish player, the Danish defender. He's gone from Celtic to Brentford for 13.5 million. We've got Louis Bate, who's gone from Chelsea to Leeds for an undisclosed fee. We've got Damari Gray, who's gone from um, Bayer Leverkusen to Everton for 1600000 million. We've got Florian Lejeune, who's gone from Newcastle to Alaves for an undisclosed fee. Jadon Sancho, this is one of the biggest moves of the summer so far. He's gone from Brizio Dortmund to Manchester United for £73 million. We've got Miles Peart-Harris, who's gone from Chelsea to Brentford. We've got Bernard, who's gone from Everton to Sharjah FC. We've got Marion Chaved, who's gone from Celtic to KV Mechelen. We've got Pierre-Luigi Gallini, who's gone from Atalanta to Spurs. And he's gone there on loan with M um, to buy. We've got Mario Lamina, who's gone from Southampton to Nice we've got Brian Giel, um a Spanish Spanish player he plays for Sevilla he's gone from Sevilla to Tottenham Hotspur for 21.6 million and Eric Lamela has gone the other way in that deal so Brian Giel going from Sevilla to Spurs for 21.6 million plus Eric Lamela we then have Marcus Botinelli or Bet- Bettinelli sorry He's gone from Fulham to Chelsea on a free transfer. We've then gone, got Daniel Malin, who's gone from PSV Eindhoven to Borussia Dortmund for an undisclosed fee. Got Mamadou Saka, who was unattached. He's now gone to Montpellier. He was at Crystal Palace, but his contract ran out. We then have Toby Alderweireld, who has gone from Tottenham Hotspur to Al Duhail SC. We then have Dinel Simu, who's gone from Chelsea to Southampton. We've got Wakim Anderson, who's gone from Lyon to Palace. Crystal Palace that is. We've got Udoka Chima, who's gone from Burnley to Queen of the South on a free transfer. We've got Alphonse Ariola, who's gone from PSG to Paris, uh, PSG to West Ham on loan with a on loan with a name to buy hopefully for West Ham. We've got Ben White, who's gone from Brighton to Arsenal, another one of the biggest moves of the summer so far. Brighton to Arsenal for £50 million. We've then got Connor Gallagher, who's gone from Chelsea to Crystal Palace on lawn. We've got Christopher Clyson, who's gone from Valarenga to Leeds. Julian Borner, who's gone from Sheffield Wednesday to Hanover 96. Hanover 96, is it? And then finally, we've got Tino Liver. Remento, who's gone from Chelsea to Southampton, so a lot of business gone down in the last two weeks, and quite a few players gone f- from Chelsea as well, out on loan and out on transfers. And no, it's interesting to see um, so many players, um, young youngsters as well, getting a chance in other Premier League clubs. So um, Southampton have taken on a couple, Leeds have taken on bait so no, it's good to see that it's quite a few of these players are, going to get a chance to prove themselves. Conor Gallagher gone on loan to Crystal Palace. Like I said, Chelsea have really given um given the youngsters an opportunity by sending them out on loan, or giving them um the moves that they're asking for. To and fortunately for them, they're still going to get to play Premier League football, which is amazing. So no, great to see. Um, so that's um that's pretty much the news part of this um podcast wrapped up. So I'm going to go into final break now, and then when we come back, we will go into everything that is the Olympics. We'll see you shortly. Okay, well, thank you for rejoining us, guys. And this is the final segment of the show today. Um, now, there is so much to cover over the Olympics, I mean, when you consider all the medals. Um, since majority of my listeners are from the UK, I'm going to give you a summary of all the um, medals that Great Britain have won. Um, and then after that, maybe just go over any um, big main storylines that I might have um, come across over um, the last few days from the Olympics as well. Um, but yeah, mainly it's just going to cover all the British um, Olympic medals So I apologize to any listeners from other countries out there who may be disappointed that I haven't covered their countries um, wins It's nothing personal I just know that I've got majority of my listeners are from the UK on this one and there's so much to cover on the Olympics I could be for it could be here for hours (laughs) going through everything So yeah, so starting off we've had our most successful start to the Olympics in, in Tokyo, so, um, we've won 33 medals so far, so, so far, we have, um, we'll start for, start for the gold. so we've got Laura Collette, um, Um, Laura Collect, Tom McEwen and Oliver Townend won the team eventing tournament. Um It's their first victory in the event since 1972. And it came from the free riders making their games debuts. So that's the third equestrian medal in the Tokyo Games as well so far, following um Charlotte Juudin Dujardin, Dujardin, and Carl Hester and Charlotte Fry winning Dressage team bronze and Jude Arden also collecting an individual bronze. So, I'll go over um, the bronzes afterwards, but yes. So, no, ni- nice little um, gold medal there for um, Laura klett unit and Oliver Townend, winning the team eventing tournament in the equestrian category. So, next we've got gymnast Max Whitlock, who won the men's pommel horse final with a commanding score. He was hailed by Team GB as the greatest gymnast this country has ever produced after, defeat, after defending his Olympic title for his sixth Olympic medal over three games. He's the only sixth Brit. He is only the sixth Briton to win at least six Olympic go, uh, sorry, at least six Olympic medals, following in the footsteps of Sir Bradley Wiggins, Sir Chris Hoy, Jason Kenny, Sir Steve Redgrave, and Charlotte Dujardin in reaching that milestone. Charlotte Warrington won gold in the first Olympic women's BMX freestyle competition. The 25-year-old Mancunian, who also started competing in 2016, landed the first 360 backflip to be performed in women's competition. It earned her a monster score of 97.5 to edge out three-time world champion Hannah Roberts of the United States. Team GB have won their 8th uh, sorry, Team GB have won their um, ne- um they won their eighth Olympic gold in Tokyo in the mixed four times one hundred meters medley relay in a new world record time of three minutes thirty seven sec- uh, thirty seven point five eight seconds. It was the second gold medal at the games for Adam Peaty. He was joined by Kathleen Dawson, James Guy, and Anna Hopkin on the podium. Jess a month. Johnny Brownlee, Georgia Taylor-Brown and Alex E collectively won gold in the first ever mixed triathlon, really. It was a decisive victory for Team GB, finishing with a time of 1 hour, 23 minutes and 41 seconds. Beth Shriver won a gold medal in the women's BMX racing. She led from the first bend, holding off a late charge from the defending champion Mariana Pajon of Colombia down the final straight. However, the 22-year-old has been described as a role model for girls by her mother, Kate, who said it was really tough not being able to um, go to Tokyo to watch her compete. And a fantastic achievement, winning gold medal in the BMX racing. Team Great Britain's men's 200-metre freestyle relay team showed the strength of British swimming at the moment, winning gold by a country mile and setting a new European record. Tom Dean and Duncan Scott made it to made it the first one two for Britain in an Olympic swimming final since nineteen oh eight. It was the second goal for Tom Dean, who overcame two bouts of cover 19 in to this year to win the men's two hundred metres freestyle setting a new British world record. Sorry, setting a new British record with a time of one minute forty four seconds point two two. I had six or seven weeks out during an Olympic year, which is almost unheard of, he said. So to come back and win gold is fantastic. And that was due to having um, two bouts of Covid which is phenomenal really when you think about it. Tom Pitcock won gold in the men's cross-country mountain bike race less than two months after he suffered a broken collarbone when he was hit by a car during a training ride. The 21-year-old Yorkshireman secured Britain's first Olympic mountain biking medal of any colour. Next up we've got Um, The diving and Tom Daly and his partner Matty Lee claim victory in the men's synchronised 10 metre platform dive at the Tokyo Olympics. It is Daly's first gold at what are his fourth games, having previously won bronze in London and Rio. Adam Peaty became the first British swimmer to defend an Olympic title after winning gold in the men's 100 metre breaststroke. The 26-year-old from Uttoxeter in Staffordshire missed his own world record, but landed Team GB's first gold medal in the games. And that was on the uh, that was Great Britain's first gold. That's all the gold medals and some fantastic achievements there from um, all our athletes. However, that's not all the achievements because next I will go through the list of silver competitors. Now these are going from most recently won to um, obviously earliest one because we've um we've been doing the wrestling special i missed the first week of olympics so we're now going into we're, we're at the end of the second we're going into the third week now um with this podcast being late so the silver medals emily campbell became the first british woman to win an olympic weightlifting medal when she took silver in the 87 plus kilogram category campbell went into the clean and jerk section of the competition in fourth place but successive lifts of one hundred and fifty-six kilo and one hundred and sixty-one kilo sealed her historic place on the podium. China's Li Wenwen twice brought the Olympic record as she took gold, and Sarah Robles of the United States had to settle for bronze. Tom McEwen followed his gold in the eventing team competition by taking the silver medal in the eventing individual competition. McEwen, 30, enjoyed a faultless clear round on his mount. It might have been a medal, uh, medal double for Team GB, but Oliver Townend wound up finishing fifth, having begun the final short jumping round in second. Duncan Scott, Adam Peaty, Luke Greenbank and James Guy snared a silver in the last swimming event in the pool, the 4x100 men's medley, making it the best ever swimming meet for Britain at an Olympics. Kai White secured silver in the men's BMX racing despite having a shaky start in qualifying. The 21-year-old Londoner made it into the first corner of the final in second place and held his position as Nike Kimmon took gold for Holland. The two crossed the line with a healthy margin after a late crash for Frenchman Romain Mahéu who split the field. Duncan Scott added to Team GB's medal haul in the pool after winning a silver medal in the men's 200 metre individual medley. He was an agonising 0.28 seconds adrift of China's Shun Wang, who won the gold. That's so, so close. And the mar- narrowest of margins, that's three, three tenths of a second behind him. That's it. That is all. It <laughs> It's crazy. Anyway, moving on, Mallory Franklin won the silver medal in the women's single slalom event. The 27-year-old from Windsor is, the only, is only the second British woman to win a medal in an Olympic canoe slalom event, following Helen Reeves, who took bronze in the K1 in Athens in 2004. She says, she says it is really cool to have the medal, and I think it can mean so much for people. Next up, the men's quadruple skulls were ranked 5th going into the final, but attacked from the start, then hung on to claim silver and Team GB's 1st row medal of these games. Um, Britain's Duncan Scott finished 0.04 seconds behind his teammate Tom Dean, who who I did tell you earlier won the um, men's 200m freestyle swimming event. Such a close, close battle between the two um, swimmers, but both of which representing Britain, both claiming the gold and silver. So it was fantastic. It was the narrowest of margins for hundreds of a second in this one. Absolutely crazy when you think about it. But Scott was narrowly above Dean in the rankings coming into the games and qualified the fastest, but was still delighted he got, but was still delighted he got his reward later with gold as part of the 200m men's Freestyle relay team. However, he'll st- he was still happy to get the silver knowing that one of his um, British teammates was the one to take the gold from him. Georgia Taylor-Brown took silver in the women's triathlon despite a flat tyre during the cycling section. The Mancunian lost 22 seconds after hitting a pothole and suffering a puncture on the final lap. Which is quite incredible really to think that she got second after after getting a puncture. That's quite impressive. Alex Yi made his Olympic debut in Tokyo by clinching second place in the men's triathlon. The 22-year-old, who said he still feels just like a normal boy from south-east London, is the fastest pure runner in the history of triathlon. Lauren Williams rose from an injury-ravaged year to make an unexpected final in the under-67 category of women's taekwondo. The 22-year-old unfortunately lost lost her lead against Croatian Matija Jelic with just 10 seconds to go and was devastated saying, I messed up and that's on me. Bradley Sindham a similar as His two-point lead was taken from him in the last seconds of his under-68kg category men's taekwondo final. He became Britain's first male taekwondo world champion in 2019. That's all the silver medals wrapped up. Now going into the final segment. Of this bit, which is the bronze medals. So, Declan Brooks took home the bronze medal in the BMX freestyle event. Boxer and serving soldier Caris Artingstall won a bronze medal despite losing her featherweight semi final against Japan's Sina Irie. Emma Wilson won bronze in the RSX windsurfing, windsurfing. She was edged into third place by Charlene Picon of France, with China's young Zi Lu winning the gold. The trio entered the medal race knowing they would be on the podium, but Lu needed a top four finish to clinch the gold, with Picon crossing the line first ahead of Wilson. Gymnast Bryony Page took bronze in the trampolining, her second Olympics medal after winning a silver at Rio in 2016. Page topped the leaderboard with two routines to go but was overtaken by China's Zhu Zeyung and Liu Lingling. Luke Greenbank claimed Britain's fifth swimming medal at Tokyo 2020 by taking bronze in the men's 200m backstroke. He qualified second fastest to reach the final and started well at the Tokyo Aquatic Centre. Sitting behind Evgeny Rylov of the Russian Olympic Committee after the first length, Greenbank was overtaken by Ryan Murphy of the United States by halfway, but managed to hang on to a third, finishing in a time of one minute and fifty-four point seven two seconds. Team GB's rowers secured bronze after an impressive performance in the men's eight: Josh Bugajski, Jacob Dawson, Tom George, Mohammed Spihi, Charles. Elwes, Oliver Wynn-Griffith, James Rudkin and Tom Ford were denied a higher spot on the podium after New Zealand took gold and Germany took the silver. It was Britain's second medal of the Tokyo Olympics rowing regatta after silver in the men's quadruple schools on Wednesday. Matthew, Collard, uh, Matthew Coward-Holly took bronze in the men's trap shooting final. A 26-year-old from Chelmsford shot 33 of 40 in his final to replicate the third place secured by Ed Ling at the Rio Games five years earlier. I'm a little bit lost for words, he said. It's my first Olympic, so to come away with a medal is phenomenal for me. Charlotte Dujardin became the most decorated British female Olympian ever after winning bronze in the individual dressage. It was her second bronze medal in Tokyo after Tuesday's success with her dressage team members. Carl Hester and Charlotte Fry. Judarin has now won six Olympic medals, surpassing Robert Catherine Granger's record of five. The women's gymnastic team, Alice Kinsella, Emily Amelie Morgan, or Emily Morgan, and twins Jennifer and Jessica Gaderova won a bronze medal for the first time since nineteen twenty eight. Team G- GB leapfrogged Italy later on to secure third place in the all round event. Bianca Walkden took bronze in the over 67kg women's taekwondo category, missing a place in the gold medal fight after a semi-final opponent outscored in the last second. It was the second bronze of her career. Chelsea Giles' family were filled to bits with her women's judo bronze medal after 14 of them gathered to watch together. The 24-year-old from Coventry claimed Great Britain's first medal at her Olympic debut and said winning in the birthplace of judo makes it extra special for me and that rounds up all the medals so far guys Um, Great Britain off to a fantastic start as I said Um, doing very very well to be fair it leaves uh, great britain or gb um sat in sixth in the table medals table um china way out in front with 62 medals 29 gold 17 silver 16 bronze united states in second with 60 64 medals but only 22 of them are gold 25 silver 17 bronze japan sat in third with 33 medals um As are Australia who are in 4 for 33 medals. Japan with 17 gold, 6 silver, 10 bronze. Australia with 14 gold, 4 silver and 15 bronze. (laughs) Then you've got um, Russia or the ROC. They've got 50 medals, 12 gold, 21 silver, 17 bronze. And then we are sat in 6th place. Um, with 35 medals that's 11 gold 12 silver 12 bronze so very successful games for us so far and I still think there's plenty of medals to come as well Um, a long way to go in this tournament um, in this Olympics and I think we, we've set ourselves a good basis for do, having a very successful Olympic Games so yep so now we'll just move on to any other sporting news from the the Olympics. So I will start off with... So next up, I'm going to be going over a list of firsts to happen in this Olympics. So here you go. Are you ready for this? So San Marino became the smallest country to ever get a medal in this Olympics. In the first week, it was a whirlwind for San Marino, a tiny country in Southern Europe, um, with a population of only thirty-four thousand. To put that into per- perspective, consider that Wyoming, the U.S. state with the smallest population in the country, has around five hundred eighty thousand residents. <laughs> anyway, um, so San Marino, um, they earned their first um medal ever medal when Alessandra Perilli earned a bronze medal in the women's trap shooting on Thursday of the first week. San Marino became the smallest country to ever get a medal at the Games. Perilli's medal is also the first ever Olympic medal for San Marino. The Philippines won its first gold in nearly 100 years. The first week of the Olympics was also a big deal for the Philippines. Weightlifter Heidilyn Diaz won the gold on Monday, a first for her country despite nearly 100 years of participation in the Games. And if... And if- that weren't noteworthy enough for you. She also set an Olympic record in the process, lifting a combined weight of 224 kilos, or around 493 pounds, across two lifts. Which is incredible. Turkmenistan had a major first as well. Fellow weightlifter Polina Guyeva made history for her country too. Her silver medal is the first Olympic medal that Turkmenistan has earned since gaining independence from the Soviet Union. Bermuda ended a 40-year wait um, to win its first ever gold medal at the games. Flora Duffy earned the top spot in women's individual triathlon on Tuesday, making her home island proud. It was no easy feat, e- no easy feat either. The individual triathlon involves open water swimming, biking, and running. Duffy's win came more than forty years after Bermuda took home its last Olympic medal, which was a bronze for heavyweight boxing in 1976. Swimmer Katie Ledecky continued her reign; she lived up to expectations and became the first female swimmer to earn six individual gold medals over her career, with a win in the 800-meter freestyle. Phenomenal. Gymnast Sunisa Lee made history and made her hometown of St. Paul um, proud when she won gold at Thursday's individual all-around competition. But even before winning gold, she'd already made history as the first among American to represent her country on the U.S. Olympics team, and her supporters moved to tears after her monumental win. Surfer Carissa Moore entered the record books again. American surfer Carissa Moore became the first woman to win an Olympic gold medal in her sport on Tuesday. However, she's clearly no stranger to making history after having been named the youngest world champion in surfing when she was 18 years old. It was a major year for LGBTQ representation in the Olympics as well. Um, It also, because it saw the um, inclusion of the first ever openly non-binary athlete, Alana Smith, an American skateboarder. Their ga- their goal for the Games was to be happy and be a visual reputation for humans like themselves, they said in an Instagram post. Quinn, a ma- member of the Canadian women's soccer team. is one of the first openly transgender athletes to compete in the Olympics. Of such a huge achievement, they said they feel optimistic that more change is coming. Alongside Quinn is Chelsea Wolfe, a BMX rider who is the first openly transgender athlete to compete on Team USA. New Zealand weightlifter Laurel Hubbard was the first trans athlete to ever qualify for the Olympics and was unfortunately unsuccessful today. Um, when she failed to lift um, a successful lift at 125 kilos and unfortunately went out of the weightlifting um, category. So unfortunately not of a successful Olympics for Laurel Hubbard, but she does go down in history as the first trans athlete to qualify for the Olympics. It's a big year for LGBTQ representation in the Games. There are more openly LGBTQ athletes at the Tokyo Games than in any other Olympics before, according to OutSports, and they've won medals at a rate that would outpace lots of countries. We also saw the debut of new sports. As I mentioned earlier on in the show, there was four entirely new sports and the return of two that hadn't been featured for over a decade. Softball and baseball returned to the Olympics after 13 years. ...while skateboarding, surfing, sports climbing and karate made their Olympic debut. It's not an easy process to make the cut for the Olympic Games. Plenty of popular sports don't land a spot on the programme. It was quite a victory for skateboarding in particular... ...which had already struggled historically to be categorised as an actual sport. Thanks to the inclusion of skateboarding, Japan hit a new milestone... 13-year-old Mamiji Nishia, who earned the top spot in women's street skating, is now her country's youngest gold medalist at 13 years old. That's insane. There was lots a lots of new world records set as well in the Olympic Games. Um, Rowers Grace Prendergast and Kerry Gowler, hailing from New Zealand, set a new world record on, um, on this past Thursday during the women's pair semi-final after having their previous world record beaten by a pair from Greece earlier that day. New Zealand rowers have excelled in their sport during the Games. Emma Twigg took home the gold in single-schools rowing on Thursday and set an Olympic record while she was at it. Her win is also the first time New Zealand has ever medalled in this event. Greece also had monumental success with rowing. Stephanos Entouskos won gold in the men's single-schools event on Thursday, the first ever rowing gold for Greece and a new world record for Entouskos. Australian Emma McKeon set two Olympic records during the hundred-meter freestyle final, and again during the women's fifty-meter freestyle semifinals. She also helped the Australian team set a new world record during the women's four times one hundred-meter freestyle relay. We also saw the most goals scored in water polo ever at this Olympic Games. Netherlands beat South Africa thirty-three to one setting a record for the most goals scored in a water polo match at the Olympics. South Africa had suffered a 29-4 defeat by Spain just days earlier. For the US water polo player, Maggie Stephens helped her team win against the Russian Olympic Committee and in the process set a record of the most goals scored by an individual player in the event's history of 49 goals. So yeah, some some big stats, some big achievements there and quite quite impressive really when you think about it. So yeah. Um pretty pretty impressive Olympic Games so far. And for all of you um out there who have been listening, um I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'm very, very sorry that it came to you a lot later than planned. I've had to do a lot of research as my original plans for my episode this week um, backfired as I missed out on my guest again. I had been let down. Um, not just that, but I, as I also stated in my Twitter post, I have had a very difficult and busy week this week as well. Um, some personal issues. Um, and so, yeah, it's just it's just become such a late episode to get out to you guys. I do appreciate the support and I I really hope you've enjoyed the episode and enjoyed an insight into the Olympics. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the Olympics and I hope to bring you an episode next week with guests. Um, I won't guarantee it'll be on Friday. I'll try my best to get it to you for Friday. I'm hoping to get it to you for the weekend at the very latest. But in the meantime, um, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you.